Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It's episode 40 today. We've reached a reached a big, big lands, uh, landmark here. Could count down top of the pop style. Our best, our best episodes. Um, I'm joined by two lovely co-hosts today. I'm joined by Madeline Dad. How are you both doing? Lovely, thank you. Wonderful. And fortunately for Arsenal, we've reached yet another international break. Well, whether it's unfortunate or not, I'm sure we will discuss. But unfortunate for us, because all we've now got to watch this weekend is England play against Albania and San Marino, which isn't the most exciting. But we are going to be going back to Sunday and um, our good friends Watford, who I wouldn't call it a rivalry, but there's a bit of there's a bit of edge to edge to the games due to certain comments from certain captains who may no longer play for certain teams. But we've we managed to grind out a one nil win. I think grind out would that be fair term to use, Dad? Um, <clears throat> that was definitely a good term to use. Grind out. Um... Not many of these games in the past should have been done, dusted, over and done with, and then we're still hanging on a bit at the end. So, yeah, I think grind out's a, a good good description. Mads? <clears throat> to be fair, I think in a way grind out is a little harsh because we were completely dominant. Um, and it... I, there was only, I guess, one point where I was a little bit panicked that things were going to go wrong. But I guess there was always a feeling of overlapping it that we were going to brew a lot of missed chances. So I guess you could say ground out, but at the same time, I think that's a little a bit harsh. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's safe to say we were better team basically throughout the game but um it's just about getting those that gold out and it looked for a while like it could be a frustrating afternoon yeah um first real good chance of Bamiyang poor control I don't blame Saka for smacking it in I mean it's quite unusual that you're in effect behind the goalkeeper when you hit when you get the ball, so yeah, it's fair. He's offside. Abamian should have really stuck it away. Poor touch. Um, Abamian's penalty. I'll be honest with you. I sat here and I never thought he was going to score. Um, I generally count that as a poor penalty. If you're going to drill it down the middle, at least do what Troy Deeney used to do. And that's absolutely smash it, but upwards as well. Not at a good height for the goalkeeper. And then I'm I'm not going to say he shouldn't have gone for that ball because anybody who's a forward would know. You see the ball coming across like that, you're going to try and put your studs on it. Um, and if it had come off the post, he'd have still been offside. So just one of those afternoons we did have chances the the save from 
Gabriel's header top saver, didn't they? He'd got that in his locker, Foster. That was that was a real good save. Couple of the others straight at him. Um, I think it's just that comment of we need to be a bit more clinical in front of the goal. And you know, it wasn't lack of creating opportunities, it wasn't lack of effort. We were by far the better team. Just you've got to take your chances. And if you don't, you get to the last couple of minutes. And my friend Mr. Josh Josh King could have got him a really undeserved point. Yeah, um, again, some some good points in there. Um, I think that I, I agree with you on the Gabriel say. That was top, top quality. I mean, like you said, the Aubameyang penalty, it was, I mean, you still got to save it as a goalkeeper, but it was basically straight at him. Good height for him, so that yeah. that was a good save. But the Gabriel say where he's headed it really powerfully down low, you think, well, that's in, and I don't think that quite got as much attention no. as it perhaps should have done. That was a really good one. Um, but it's sort of slightly like the Palace game, would you say, Madeline, with the sort of, not necessarily relief, but the, you could see the, you could see the sort of, thank God we've we've got a goal and then the, thank God we've got the win there at the end of the game, which is sort of reminiscent to what happened against Palace. Yeah, I think obviously if we'd got, if we'd gone much longer without scoring, I think the crowd would have started to get a bit agitated. The crowd were pretty good um, for all of that. You didn't, you didn't hear much like moaning and stuff. Um, And I think had it gone on a lot longer, the crowd might have started to have got a bit edgy and that obviously would have got through to the players because I didn't really get the impression that the players at any point, as much as, yeah, they did look relieved, none more so than Aubameyang, um, I think they I think they always had that belief that they were going to win. Um, and it was just, again, like the Palace, because I didn't actually think, to start with, I was a bit worried because... We didn't actually start that quickly. Um, we've been flying out the blocks and we didn't We did score fly. within eight minutes. Yeah, no, 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 no. But in the, in the way that against, I don't know, someone like against Tottenham, against Leicester, we probably flew out the blocks. We didn't, there was not, like there was no press that was completely harrying. It was good. It was complete control, but there wasn't, I don't know. And I think... There was, I, I got a bit concerned that we were going to turn up and be a bit lackadaisical, but we weren't, to be fair to us. Um, and yeah, I, as you say, there, w- there was that relief. There was a relief at the final whistle, obviously, with that Josh King chance. Um, and, but as, as a whole, like, I didn't really feel like, other than that chance, I didn't ever feel uh, under under any sort of pressure. It was more... I was a bit scared it was maybe going to be a nil-nil draw that we would look back on and go, that's two points we really, really should have got more than we're going to lose. And does the fact that Chelsea dropped points on Saturday and um, Liverpool obviously lost after we played, does that make that um, that 
little sort of grinding out of that win even better, Dad? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm being honest. I don't think we're in the title race at all. So you could say the other way, you know, Liverpool losing probably makes it harder to get in the top four because West Ham have got three points there that, well, certainly two points I didn't think they'd get. I did think they'd get something at home. But, yeah, I mean, Chelsea dropping a point. And funny enough, that that when we're one up and we, we weren't hanging on, but it was that, I well, remember what happened to Chelsea yesterday afternoon. It was going through my brain that all it takes is one one little thing that to go slightly wrong. But, you know, it was... I, I agree with Madeline. I was a bit unsure early on because the last few games, they really have come out of the blocks quick. And whether it was Watford was sitting so deep, you just couldn't do it. I, I don't know, Madeline and Matthew. I have no idea. Just sitting, and, and it's hard to, to say watching it on a TV screen because you just see the ball and not much else. But it was quite... We didn't appear to come out of the the traps at full ball. But as I say, when looking on the TV, all you can see is Watford sitting really deep. And apart from Josh King's early foul on Gabrielle, you know, they they weren't really trying to get forward. So, but we'll come back to fouls in a minute. Yes, I'm sure we'll get on to that side of things. Um, let's, let's talk about some individuals then. Uh, let's start with Ainsley Madeline. Obviously, coming from Helen, that obviously automatically makes you a big fan. Um, firstly, how impressed were you with him on Sunday? And secondly, how impressed have you been with him sort of all season? Uh, obviously, looked like he was going to leave, or even maybe looked like he wanted to leave, purely for playing purposes. But what's that show about <clears throat> his, his attitude and character that we maybe haven't seen from certain other individuals that we shall mention? I think, first of all, to... Look, whatever happened over the summer, first of all, for him to sort of swallow his pride and go, okay, that happened, now I'm going to stick my head down and I'm going to work hard. Credit to him in the first place. Second of all, Parky's boots are big boots to fill. And we've seen that time and time again. And we're going to need Ames in January if AFCON does go ahead. Because um, he, he's going to be a re- really important player for us. And, He's always been someone who I've looked at and gone, you could be a really good box-to-box because he's got the legs. Um, and we probably hadn't seen it in midfield since that Man United game. Yeah. So years ago, when Wenger Powell, a really young side. And, he and we lost and he got man of the match. And he still got man of the match. He was outstanding. And I think... We obviously need to see more performances like that, more consistency, but it's a relief. The same way with Nuno with Tierney, it's a relief that if Party does need a game off to save him maybe for a bigger game or whatever, Ainsley can come in there and do just a good job. Him and Lukonga can rotate at the moment if Party comes straight back, which means you don't burn out Lukonga. And I just thought in general, Ainsley... It was a real, I'm going to make a claim for a starting place, Get uh, make a claim for a starting place here, because he played, was it Norwich? 
and I thought he did pretty well. Um, but it was almost like he was just trying a little bit too hard, trying to make the perfect pass or whatever. But I gave him his credit. He worked hard every time he lost the ball. Whereas I thought on Saturday, Sunday, he was, I thought he was outstanding in everything he did. Um, Passing-wise, work rate-wise, um, even a slightly shanked cross, which led to a penalty. Um, I thought he was really, really good. It was a he... shot, wasn't it? I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what it I was. It, it came, off his, came off his shin. It didn't it, do what it was meant to do. It looked like it was going to be a shot. I have no idea. Um, and, yeah, no, I think I think he's done a really good job. And he's, he's given Mikel a headache for after the international break, which is good news, in my opinion, and gives you another option if so you don't have to completely rinse party or completely rinse Lukonga or when he does come back, Xhaka. So you've got, you're starting to build a few more options. Um, and also, did anyone realise he's the third, old, he was the third oldest player out there. Yeah. He's about 24. Yeah, I did, I did see that. I saw it after the game, actually. I saw it after the game. I, that's, that's good signs, in my opinion. And what about the bloke next to him, um, Dad Lukonga, once again, playing oh, with a new, a new partner. He just looks so solid every time. I think the only bit that worries me is he's now had four bookings. Yeah, I was, I was sorry, I forgot to mention. And after picking up an early one, he did, he yeah. did well, especially with the guy from Watford. He was, we'll call him aggressive or tenacious. I don't know what word you want to call him. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I was quite impressed. The two of them covered some ground. I mean, you obviously, you miss, most sides would miss somebody of party's quality, but I thought Ainsley was really good. He wasn't the only one. The Conga was really good. Um, but, yeah, to pick up a booking, keep your head, not let it get to you, despite what was going on around, um, I thought he did very well. I, I, that's the only bit that bothers me. He's now picked up four in however many appearances he's had. I'm not entirely sure in the context of the game, but, you know. Hey, I can make my comments about the refereeing, if you like. Because I, I want to know how Danny Rose came off that pitch without being booked. Yeah, I mean, Cole, Cole's not here this week to give his opinion on referees, so we'll let, we'll let you fill in, Dad. Cause... I, I am... Stanley. Kevin Friend, I don't think, was anyone's friend on Sunday. Well, he clearly was Claudio Ranieri's not, friend. Not the first time. But how Danny Rose has not been booked for the foul. I'm not saying the foul to a penalty is a red card, by the way. I'm saying that is reckless being generous. He's reckless is being quite pleasant about it. Which, according to the book I read, that would have been a yellow. He must have committed six fouls in the first half. And he got away. He was kicking Saka all over the place. And Kevin... When he got near friend, him. Yeah. Kevin, not my friend, did absolutely nothing. The bloke walked off without a yellow card. We picked up... Four players got a yellow card for us. Three for Watford. They committed three times as many fouls as we did. The first time somebody committed a foul in a red shirt, they got booked. If you played for Watford, Josh King picked up a booking early on for 
I'm going to describe it as a loose arm. I don't think it was a deliberate elbow. It is a loose arm. He, other than that, everyone else managed to get away with a vast amount. And I am not sure that was quite right. And I think if Kevin Friend reviewed his performance, he might wince a bit. Ironically, so I don't actually think the second yellow the bloke got was a second yellow. No, I thought that as well, to be honest. I thought he's coming hard to be, but, but he got especially the in comparison to what most of them had got away with, I thought Flibbenecki can count himself quite hard done by it. Yeah. Well, if we talk about the goal, which is quite an interesting point because it's stoked much controversy. And again, I, I look at Mr. Friend's performance. Somebody went down outside the Watford box. I don't actually think that's foul because he literally runs into someone. He might have run into Maitland-Nard, actually. Yeah. They kick the ball out. Now, was it a head injury or a serious injury? No, the guy was looking to stop the game. Now, convention normally now is we'll throw the ball back. I'm not sure that's always right. I don't, I don't always agree because I, I think there's too many players, and I include some of our own, go down too easily. Look at Mari last year against Leicester. He goes down the little, slightest little thing, he's down. It's not a foul. And I think there's a lesson in there. We, we need to be wise to it because we've got Liverpool and Man United and Newcastle coming up. And you can, you can guarantee Ronaldo will be rolling round. And you can guarantee Salah will roll round. Mane will roll round. Firmino won't roll round because he's injured. So, but um, I think we just need to remember that it's a, it's a good lesson for us to learn because we conceded against West Ham last year where we were looking the other way when they took a quick free kick. Literally, somebody put their hand on the ball, took the kick, they scored in the infamous free all. So, you know, there's a there's a positive in it for me that. We've woken up a bit and and there's a little bit of they're taking the mickey, rolling around, falling over the slightest thing. They were getting away with a lot. And I think, apart from the fact I thought the referee was pretty poor all round, you know, it's not an offence. You well, actually did nothing wrong. To me, it looked like Danny Rose just didn't kick it out because he was kicking it out of play so he'd get treatment. It just looked like he was kicking it out to defend. I think he—that's what it looked like to me. Is we had I, the ball. I think and, that was called ball control, mate. I was going to say we we looked, just lost the ball. We were pre- pressing high on him. It just looked like he kicked it out normally for a throw in. I didn't even realise there was a bloke on the floor. To be honest, <laughs> I, mean, I saw I, the one I, on Ainsley. I saw the Ainsley one, and I thought they maybe they were appealing that one. And I thought maybe you've got a slight argument. I don't really think it's a foul, but I'd probably argue it if it was the other way. But I don't know, it was quite interesting. Know. I like Ian Wright's words. 
I, I can't completely remember what they are were, but it was there's actually nothing wrong with them, so why the hell would we do anything about it? Which I think it's fair enough because the bloke got straight back up when he went to appeal to the ref. So again, he's got he's had a lot of talk about it when the Tottenham did it with Xhaka, nothing happened, and I didn't see anything wrong with it then either. So no. But it wasn't such a fuss made with that one, mate. No, no. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I just thought generally Mr. Friend was poor. He's, you're, you're probably right, Madeline. The guy gets sent off at the end. Probably a debatable yellow, but working on the law of averages, when you've committed about seven fouls, you probably should have got a yellow card. Didn't apply to Danny Rose, though. So it makes for an interesting. Yeah, I debate. mean, if if Danny Rose had actually got booked earlier, it might have stopped him trying to kick Saka every time he got the ball. He might. Right there, Madeline, you, you're just chucking into a biscuit, are you? Midway, midway through. Yeah. I'm hungry. Glad, yeah. glad that that football, university football life's been taken seriously. <laughs> right, um, someone else. We've we've covered the referee now. We're not we're not going to talk about officiating anymore. Um, let's let's talk about Ben White again because I, once again, absolutely superb, and I'm sure you'd like to give him an assist, Madeline, for the goal. <laughs> Of course. Why wouldn't I give him an assist? I mean, I don't know what man, what more you want the man to do. Jack Wilshere said, I want Ben White to step out. And Ben White didn't step out, to be fair to him. Um, give him a job on the coaching staff right now. Um, no, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Defensively, attackingly. Is that a word? Attackingly? No. Um, but you can yeah. use offensively if you want. Offensively. We'll go with that. Um, and no, I just thought I thought all round his all round performance was really, really good, really impressive, very solid, good in the air. Didn't Josh Chin could be a handful in the air. Didn't didn't let him have it. Um, the only opportunity Josh King had, Ben White did have under control until Aaron had a few other ideas. Um, no, Stefan now. I didn't realise, again, a bit like I didn't realise how much a goalkeeper could add to your attack. Didn't actually realise how much a centre-back could add to your attack either. Um, yeah, no, I'm giving it. I'd like to give him the assist. I'll give him the, um, I'll give him the assist from me. Um, because it's, it's, a, it's a courage and a bravery thing as well to, to, for a centre-half to step out that far, especially when you don't have one of Jack or party behind you covering to step out that far basically onto the edge of the other team's box um and try and make something happen i thought was really good and probably a testament to the sort of character that he is um some might say showed good leadership um but i thought in general he was very very solid i think he's been very very solid and he's looking like not a bargain because no one at 50 million is a bargain but he's looking more and more worth his money with every passing game, and I'm 
bloody happy with him, to be honest. I think he's a great bloke. And while you're talking your jolly way through through it, do you want to talk to me about the, the finish? Oh, um, what a finish. Wasn't wasn't quite his best game. He was pretty quiet, actually, for parts of it, but stepped up again. He was he was a little bit quiet, um, and I thought, oh, maybe is he a little bit tired? Um, he did work his backside off, though. I'll give him that. Um, but no, that was a that was a finish of a man that's confident, and probably a finish that last year he would have taken a touch before he before he hit it, and maybe a Watford player would have got in the way, or Foster would have had a bit more time to think about it. Um, really solid finish, very nice, very nice. Got the tap of the badge celebration as well. Um, and he's just in great form, and I just love the man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's just, he's just great, just wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Like we weren't, we weren't quite sure what your standpoint on Smith Rowe was, so I'm glad you've cleared that up for us. Dad, li- little deflection, but didn't really make much difference, did it? No, no. And I think the one comment Madeline's right about is a year, well, not a year ago, because he wasn't in the team, but last season it would have been a touch and then tried to put it in a bit of confidence. First time, a little bit of swaz on it, lovely. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Um, again, I, I like the tapping on the badge celebration. Wasn't quite sure about the celebration they did for the disallowed goal. Oh, not, I loved not it. Quite, it was great. Not quite sure I about loved that. it. No, I'm not sure about that one either. But, but there you go. It was great. Oh, yeah, it looked slightly foolish after it was ruled out, but what can you do? Right. Well, um, as I said, can I talk into... about one one player? Who oh, yeah. Not quite. I thought might have made it onto the bench by now, but I don't know whoever listens to this. Have a look online. Charlie Patino's goal against Manchester United. That's because he's injured, hun. Mm. No, that's why he's not made it onto the bench yet. Is he's it? injured. Yeah. He's not no. been playing for the 23s either. Okay. Speaking of, did anyone see a 3-3 comeback from the 23s? Yeah, thanks, Andy. Which... You've, you've, you've completely ruined oh, right. the order I was going All for, right. but you've started okay. now, so just continue. In which our striker ended up in goal. Um... I don't really that one. I had nothing more to say on the matter. I just thought it was quite cool. Oh, so you've you've interrupted. You didn't even have anything decent to add. But yeah, the under twenty threes three nil down against Leicester in the ninety second minute, and somehow managed to draw, which is quite quite impressive. I mean, I don't know why we were three nil down in the in the first place, but you got to give got to give credit to them, I guess. And Madeline, do you want to talk to us about the the ladies as well? Um, another win. Another W um, against West Ham. We're really taking the mick at this point because we're just resting Miedemar for the sheer hell of it. Um, Tasty 4-0 win. Bless Mead's excellent again. Uh, Frieda Marnham, absolute quality. Uh, she was spraying passes left, right and centre. Um, 
Kim Little does what Kim Little does and steps up in big moments. She's what I like to call a big game player. Um, and we all we all know and love a big game player. Um, and a um, slightly comedic own goal. Um, not a lot the girl could do, to be fair, because if she hadn't have stuck her leg out, I think Liv was actually behind her. And, well, we know what happens Stonking next. finish, though. Brilliant finish. No, finish. Um, top of the league, three points clear of those blue people down the road. Um, Champions League this week against Koga. I don't know if that's how you say it. Yeah, something like that. Um, tomorrow, that is, isn't it? Yep, tomorrow. Um, and yeah, they're, they're looking really good, playing some really good football. Um, and all getting good minutes as well. Um, being able to rest certain players, uh, playing really good football and just, just enjoyable to watch at the moment. So it's, it's all good. It's all good in Arsenal land. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, good, it was a good performance. They stayed patient. The goalkeeper for West Ham was very good. They talked to her a bit about her a bit before the game and I yeah, thought she was very good. But eventually got, got the goals done and then once it was won, it was a matter of how many. Right. Um, a few weeks ago, before our last international break, we, we sat here and we looked at our fixtures and we discussed how many points we wanted, how many points we thought we'd get. And we've come to the end of those four fixtures. And I think we all said, I know it sounds stupid, but we all said we've wanted 12 points. Um, we got 10. Um, again, it's a, it's a sort of difficult one. Uh, I don't think we can complain too much considering the fact that Palace was the first of those games and we dropped points in that. So, happy happy with it, Dad? Um, generally, I can't, I cannot be unhappy with the last, oh, it's weird for me, but I really can't be unhappy with the last few weeks. I think, yeah, ideally we wanted 12, we got 10, I, l- I looked at a couple of those games in last season. Well, oh, we'd lost to Villa three times running. I mean, and, and Leicester, hot and cold with them, aren't we? Sometimes we beat them, sometimes we lose them. Ironically, I think we lose them more at home than we do away. But um, So, yeah, I mean... Two, two more points would have been really nice, but I can't be unhappy. And and in there, a couple, two, three really good displays. And I think if you look at it that way, and I can come on to points in a minute, I think you, you can go, we look like we're moving in a better direction. Agree, Madeline? Yeah, I think there's there's getting obviously three points against Palace would have been nice, but to be fair, I can't complain too much because they dug themselves back out, nearly completely back out of a hole in that game. Um, and as Dad said, you know, there's there's getting ten points out of twelve and scraping one nil wins, and there's getting ten points out of twelve and playing the way that we did in a lot of those games, I think, bar the Palace game, 
we controlled every single one of those games and we played some really nice football um, within it. And I think that's... We, we spoke when everything was going wrong. We said we didn't know what Arteta was trying to do. I know what I know how we're going to play. I know how we want to play. I know what team we're going to pick, provided we've got no injuries. Everything's just starting to click into place. Um, the mood around the club is a lot better. Obviously, it's what happens when you're winning games. Um, and there's just a momentum that is admittedly going to be stuttered slightly by the international break. Um, but hopefully then they can just carry on pick back up. Obviously, we've not exactly got the easiest of games to come back into. Um, but I think there's there's definitely a belief around the club at the moment that we can go into most games and, and get something. Usually three points. If not, we take a point. And again, does it show the importance of that um, Palace game that perhaps if we'd not got the late goal there, we wouldn't have got nine points. We could have quite easily dropped to sort of six or even less. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Um, so, well, while we're talking about the international break, I don't want to do too much on it because it's quite boring, to be honest. But uh, you said you wanted four Arsenal players in there, Madeleine. You got two. And then the other day, you got you got a cheeky extra one. First of all, Ben White's been robbed. That's first of all. Let's just make that clear. I'm Before, before it, I was going to say before before you go, I've I've yeah. sort of thought Smith Rose sort of fair enough because the strength of the yeah. position. But I thought Cody, um, Mings, Mings John is Stones, only in there because he's left footed. John Stones, who hasn't been playing. I thought that was a that was a bit odd. I think I think Ben can feel very hard done by. But do you know what, Ben? I you don't listen to the podcast, so you should because I dig you up most weeks. Um, sit feet up, enjoy yourself, have have a nice little rest, and come back to kick Liverpool up. He, the he'll be watching the cricket because he's a great bloke. Oh, of course, of course. Um, but obviously, when I only saw two of them in there, I thought, well, hang on a minute, Gareth. You've not watched some of those performances, so I only put two of them in there. Um, and then I got my favourite news of the week yesterday, that Emil had made the England squad. Because I'm not going to lie, it's exactly what he deserves. I saw the point of there is a lot of players in this position. Obviously, you've got Foden, you've got Mount. Um, I think that's it. Um, and obviously he started playing a bit more out wide this season. So what position, if he does get to play, Gareth will put him in? I don't know. Um, but it's completely what he deserves. It's really nice. We've got two academy players in the in the England squad. Um, and it's, as I say, it's just just what he deserves. And he's got himself in that in that fold and knows that if he carries on the form he's in which is obviously only going to help us. He's going to carry on getting in England squads and long may it continue because the strength and depth of the England squad, there's a lot of it. But I also think it's really important that there's kids in the academy at the moment who can look and not only see two players break into an Arsenal team, they can look and see two players also then break into an England squad 
And like Saka's done, hopefully Emil can make themselves a really important part of that England squad. So it's nice. There's a nice little... We, there was a while ago, Danny Welbeck was our only Arsenal player in the England squad. And he was only there because he was tall. So it's good that there's a few more of them getting in. And, you know, they keep playing well. They play for England. And that's really nice for everyone involved, really, isn't it? I think you find Danny Welbeck was in there because of his phenomenal England record, Madeline. He did have a good England scoring record. I, I, I look at it the other way. I'm, I'm gutted Smith Rose made it in because I want him to rest. You look at it in the wrong way. Oh, well, I keep looking at everyone else's players withdrawing. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm not quite sure how four, four pull out and one gets. Yeah, no, I couldn't that understand that either. Make any sense to me. There you go. No, Mount's going back in, isn't he? He's had, a, he's had his wisdom teeth um, taken out. So he's going back in. Okay, I was confused by that. I was yeah. trying to work out how Marcus Rashford had made it in to start with and then withdrew because he was getting his MBE, basically. Yep, Mount, I thought he was having his wisdom teeth taken out or something. Um, who else withdrew? Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Oh, he's got James concussion. Ward-Prowse. Uh, yeah, Ward Prowse. Yeah, to be fair to Luke Shaw, he has got concussion. So that probably explains <coughs> a couple of things from his display at the weekend. Unfortunately, hey. the concussion was after that. Um, <laughs> I was I was also slightly miffed Gabriel gets called into the Brazil squad because I could do without him going backwards and forwards across to Brazil. Yeah, see, I, that that I understand. I'm quite happy for as many of them to play for England as I want because I actually care about England. Brazil, I can care less about if he could not get injured at playing for Brazil that would be and, and not get COVID it would be a real bonus I'm hoping Thomas Party doesn't go and play for Ghana he's definitely not playing the first one they said he might be in contention for the second one no, I'd, I'd leave so, him home to get fit I, I was desperately hoping that you, was a tactical injury you need to make sure that Gabriel's double jabbed, otherwise he's going to have to isolate when he gets back and won't be fit, won't be able to play for the Liverpool game. That's what you need to hope. Um, but at the same time, no, it is nice that they can see that yeah. what they're doing is rewarded um, because then surely they just have that motivation to carry on playing the same way, no? You'd hope so. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, in one way, I am really pleased for Mr. Smith Rowe. You're, I was about to say, you're not telling me you're not going to watch and see if he comes on that England pitch and you're not going to have the fattest smile on your face. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch unless he's playing, to be honest with you. I'm fed uh, up Bakai, will be playing at side. Uh, but yeah, so, yes, in one sense. And, and if I was Ben White, I probably would be looking at some of the others playing going... How have I not got a game? How have I not even got in the squad? But there you go. Ben, sit home, get them old slides on, watch the cricket, as Matthew said, and um, make sure you're fit. Yeah, absolutely. I did notice Mr Tierney was in the Scotland squad, although he yeah. hasn't been fit enough to play for us. But, you know. Um. Okay, so you've mentioned it there, Madeline, but 
it's Liverpool after the international break. So our well, I'd say easy run of fixtures. Our nice little run of fixtures is is coming to an end, and it's sort of a first proper test. I'm going to say since the Man City game because we played a Tottenham team that was awful. So and a Villa team that were awful. Yeah, and a Leicester team that weren't fantastic. That's a Villa team who think Steven Gerrard will think Villa are a bigger club than Rangers. Yeah, but Villa also thought that Smith Rowe would come to them in the summer, so you can't trust anything they think. But, to be fair, West Ham have just beaten Liverpool, so why the hell can't we? And that's not in a disrespectful way to West Ham, that's in a Liverpool beatable way. I think the playing uh, fact we're playing away makes a massive difference. Yeah, I'm not expected to go there and get three points. Um, I'd like a point. Well, I'd like three points. I'll take a point. But at the same time, I just go out there and put, put in a performance that you can actually look at and go, we've made a decent account of ourselves. This is how far, This is the level we're trying to get to. And it would be nice if their goalkeeper could play that badly again. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play that badly again. Would it be him or will it be uh, um, Alisson? Alisson was in goal. Oh, yeah, of course. It wasn't his less talented brother. No, it was Alisson. I'm sorry, I forgot. I assumed it was Adrian because he had a shocker. No, it was Alisson. Just after I'd had a debate with my flatmate over who was better, Alisson or Edison, it really didn't do my argument any good. Yes. So, yeah, I'm with you. I would take, if you offer me a point now, snap your hand off. A point at Anfield? When was the last time we got one of them? What did we do last year? We lost. We got stuffed. We lost 3-0. Trent turned into prime Roberto Carlos. That was, a, that was at the Emirates, was it not? I don't know. We lose every time. I can't. Oh, I remember. It was... Third game of the season or something. We, we went one nil up. up. Yeah, Lacazette scored, and then it, I think we lost three one in the end. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a brilliant record there. It must be said. I think the last time we got anything was a free all draw, probably about five years ago at this point. Yeah, it was three one. It was when it was one what it was two one because Robertson messed up for our goal and then decided to score one for them. Yeah, not inconsiderate of him, really. Yeah, it's really rude, actually. Okay, but we so we're hoping for a point in that one. Bear that in mind as I play the how many points do we want game. Let me just find out the fixtures. The next one's Newcastle at home, isn't it? I want three. Anything less than three against Newcastle, retire the club. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Okay, so I'll go till up to Christmas is where Ooh. I'll go to. Oh, okay. Is that conveniently just stopping before the Man City game? No, because on Boxing Day we have Norwich, so I'm not including oh, okay. that. So we've got Liverpool away. Yep, yep. Newcastle at home. Yep. That's another lovely 12.30 for us, yeah. which we can yep. do. Man United. Away. On a, on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. That's on Amazon Prime. 
Everton on a Monday night away. Uh, Southampton at home. West Ham at home. Leeds away. 17. Oh, you won a lot. <clears throat> That's seven games. I won 17. Okay. Dad, I'll let you think, Madeline. I, I'll make it easier. Where where are you dropping points in this? So I assume you're um, dropping two against Liverpool. I'm dropping two against Liverpool. Okay, that's 19. Yeah, I'm dropping two against West Ham. Mm. Okay, so you want to beat Man United away from home. You're tell you're not telling me United aren't there for the taking. We went there last year and we we went there last year and we won. That no, doesn't count. It doesn't count. We went there and won. It doesn't count. No fans. What about count. you? What about Man United have I got to fear other than Ronaldo? Admittedly, that's quite a lot to fear. A- we again, can, we, we've got an awful record there. I'm I'm telling you we can go there and take three points. Okay. Everton, second, Everton away on a Monday night. Last year. Again, Everton, I've got absolutely nothing to fear. I'm, I'm obviously... Calvert-Lewin will turn up because he will that will probably be his first game back so he'll be nice and fit and fresh Okay, Dad, for you we've got very ambitious 17 over there I would be more than happy with 15 15 so you take a draw against Man United Yep Okay and a draw against Liverpool I'd like to beat West Ham at home. I'd like to, but oh, I'm I'm with you, Dad. I'd I'd take fifteen. I think I'd like to win the West Ham one because it's at home and they're somewhere we're actually competing with. Yeah. Everton's going to be a hard game. Always yeah. is on an evening. Yeah. Liverpool, I don't I don't expect anything from. And United, I take a point now, so I'd I'd be happy with about fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I think if as, you get fifteen out of that, you'd be. As long as you, off. as long as you beat Newcastle, Southampton, and West Ham, and Leeds, and then see see anything else that comes after that as a yeah. take anything else as a bonus. Yep. We're not as optimistic as you, Madeline. I just think there's nothing stopping you going to places and taking points. It will be interesting to see, Madeline. How Arteta's record against United is really quite good. Okay. If you actually go through it, look, I will. We'll lose four nil now. I've said that, but yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Be Ronaldo. Pouncing about like a. Let's talk. Let's talk more about Liverpool. Um, last time we played against Man City, uh, we discussed whether we were going to change what we wanted to do, or um, keep keep it the same and just play how how we want <clears> to. <throat> um, what what do you do against Liverpool? Do you change? Do you stick? And is it different now? We're actually playing some good football. I think you've got a way of playing at the moment that's working and I think you have to stick at it. If you try and do something different, 
not sure. I'm not sure. The, the front three at Liverpool, you know what you're going to get. They're going to press you, press you, press you. You've got Firmino's injured at the moment. So you've got Jota, you've got Salah, and, and you've got Mane. Um, so you know all three will work. You know Salah, stick the ball in front of the goal and give him half a chance. He will stick it away. Jota seems to score an enormous, enormously amount of goals with his head for a bloke who makes this is key look tall. You know, he's not a big bloke, but he's scoring goals with his head and we are rather prone to conceding goals to people who are very short with their head. Sterling and people like that. Um, the midfield, you know, you look at it and you go, Jordan Henderson works hard, good organiser, gets around the pitch, not as much as he used to. Um, you got Uncle Fester in there, who I really rate. Is that Fabinho? That is Fabinho, yeah. Just checking. He <laughs> is incredible. He's he is quality. You know, he he reads the game so well. And you've got well, any one of the number, but Sunday was it was it was the Ox Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. One him playing against us. Don't do that. Yeah, and the, and the Trent's playing well. What a free kick! Don't give any of them away. The only other ball. No, lesson number one: don't give free kicks away. Robertson, I, I, you know, wouldn't say there's many better than Tierney. Robertson's pretty good. Dick Van Dyke at the back. You know. So and my first piece of advice would be pin yourself on the other centre half, whoever it is. Yeah, because well, that's where that's where West Ham got joy when Antonio put himself on Matip. Yeah, because he should have. That, there was that one on one that he managed to somehow fall over his own feet and the ball and the pitch simultaneously. Yeah. Um. But I'll tell you what, Dad. I like how you've given all of them nicknames there, but you've not said Terence Trent Derby, which is yeah, what no, you that's normally, your favourite one. You normally right. refer to him as yeah. Well, I um, had to I, say his free kick the other day. I was, oof. You knew it was going in as well. Yeah. Um, I think the the big question. I completely agree with you about you don't change too much. The big one for me is picking between um Erdegaard, Aubameyang, oh. and Lacazette. I think that's the that's the big one for me. If Thomas Barty's fit, he obviously comes in. Yeah, um, I'd leave. I'd also leave Ainsley in there against Liverpool. No one, has a, no one has a better record in that Arsenal team other than maybe Lacazette than Maitland Niles. Is it me or does he always does he have a knack for scoring against that lot? I can we think just, of at least two. One was in a League Cup game that finished five all. What a game! I, oh. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that to be the debate. Well, I. The way I see it is I'd be playing Erdegaard because, as you saw against Watford, he keeps hold of the ball, slows it down, calms it down, just gives you control. Well, more control. So I'd have him instead of Lacazette in the 
number 10 position. But then it's a matter of, would I then play Lacazette up top instead of Aubameyang? Because he holds it up better. And I would. And I'm with you, Matthew. I would, the, the bloke that I would put on the side is Aubameyang, not, when I say on the side, I mean on the bench. Yeah. I, I would play Odegaard. I would play Lacazette up top. And I think at least then when we got the ball, I think we'd have a, a better control of the ball. You'd have Maitland. You, you're right, you could put Maitland-Niles next to Party, Madeline. Yeah. I wouldn't like to go into that game without Thomas Party. No, we've done that before, I think. And I think we... And, um, and no, and no, and no, Jacker, because... I did, yeah, I've, I did notice sort of, we have this run of away games at three particularly vocal crowds. Yeah. All all suitably arranged on the TV, one on a Thursday night, one at 5.30 on a Saturday I'm night. Not, to be fair, I'm not sure you call the United crowd local. He said vocal. vocal. Oh, vocal. I'm not sure you call them that either. I thought the debate was going to be who would you play at left back? Tierney. You still, because I still if think it's fit, hard. I still think it's hard to drop Nuno, but I would for the Liverpool game. Yeah, I think I would for the Liverpool game. Just because Tierney's, you know, I haven't actually seen Nuno Dollar defending. To be. No, I love him. No, I love him so fan, much. He's he's been quick enough to get back at some people. I'm not sure he's been quick lucky, enough to really. get back against Salah. God help him if he does his ACL. We'll have a Bella in 2.0. Oh, let's not, let's not do that. No. But yeah, I, I, I think that's about the, the Liverpool game covered and it will it'll be an interesting one because, as we say, it's the first sort of... Since we've actually played well this season, that's our first proper test and it will... It will... It won't completely decide how, how good we are, but it could potentially do if we play well or if we have a howler like we have done in previous years. I think it I think it gives you a perception of where you actually are. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think the games we played against Chelsea and Man City, we certainly weren't at full strength. So I don't, th- I don't think you could particularly judge us on completely on those two games so this one will be get a better view of it and we would like to beat Newcastle we definitely like to beat Newcastle yeah who are let's face it they're awful and they're going to be awful until January because I like Eddie Howe as a manager I think some of that lot are Terrible. I, I don't see many of their players being called up for international duty at no. the moment. Even Norwich have now won a game. So I know. And sacked their manager, which is interesting. But there you go. Us. Not not going to worry about that. We've we've already beaten Norwich, so we don't have to face the new manager bounce for a while. Um, right, I'm going to do another question of the day. We had one last week based on the chase. I've got another topical one. Um, we discussed it earlier, but our our old pal Mr. Wilshire, he was on he was on Sky Duty, he was getting a bit of bit of advice from Declan Rice and um, Mark Noble. 
at, at half time, which is quite funny. So I'd like to know of the current squad, who who would you like to see in the, the Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher role of analysing a game? Is this for who would be good at giving me football knowledge or who would be entertaining? You do a bit of both. I, okay. I think the magic of Gary and M- Mika Richards is they... they oh, Mika Richards, what a guy. They do both. They, they entertain and analyse. I think I've got mine. There's only one man. If it's not Aaron Ramsdale, you're wrong. (laughs) It's got to be. What a guy. What a man. It would be Aaron. She has taken, would have been my choice. No doubt about it. He would be the man. He'd be standing in front of the window when the crowd were yelling and have you have you seen his interview with Tubes from Soccer? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he talks about in that Leicester game he was singing along to um you're just uh, Jordan Pickford and you'll never play for England as well as the old the old ah that he got he got caught doing. Yeah, no. I, I was I did think about Rob Holding. Again, oh God, very... Rob again. You can't say him every week. <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny bloke, Rob. Um, but... Analyze a game of football. God, I reckon, I reckon <coughs> he's, got his, he's got his coaching badges. Um, I reckon, I reckon, yeah, now, nah, but Aaron Ramsdale would be funny. I mean, a Bamiang would be funny, like if him and Lacazette did some like joint, I don't know what, but I don't know how much football knowledge you get out of it. I don't think you'd get any. I think you'd lose football knowledge from listening to Bamiyang talk for for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're both going for Aaron Rams there. Oh, it would yeah. have to be Aaron. It'd be Aaron. Yeah, I I can see that. I could I could also see Tierney sort of in the in the Roy Keane yeah. Keane role. I think he'd be he'd be pretty pretty entertaining. I think. You think but, uh, he would self-combust as quickly as Roy Keane? Who, when I saw the when I saw the after-match comments from half-time because I didn't see all the Man City game um, or, or at the end, I thought he was actually going to explode at one point. It it wouldn't have. I don't think it would have surprised me. It's it's quite funny to see, isn't it? Let's let's not kid ourselves. It's it's pretty fun to watch those lot suffering. I, I don't I don't know how Gary Neville stays so calm during all of it. To be honest, no. but yeah, Aaron Ramsdale to to analyse a game of football coming to a, a TV near you. Not any time soon, though. Hopefully no. not any time soon, because we don't even implies that he, he's injured or we'll, we'll wait till he's retired. Then he can then he can give it a go. But yeah, that's that's just about going to cover it for us. Um, won't have an episode next week because it'll be the international break. So, but we'll be back for the to discuss the Liverpool game where we'll see what happens and. We're gonna to have to hope that we've we've got something out of it, and we're still in a, a fairly positive mood. Hopefully. But thank you both for joining me. 
welcome. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Goodbye.